Thank you for tuning in to this week's message. For more information about Connections Church, you can go to connectionschurch.church or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Well, welcome to DIY. And if you don't know what that means, it stands for do it yourself. Uh, you're a sharp group, I'm telling you. A lot sharper than that group that was here last weekend. I'm just kidding. That was most of y'all. Okay, uh, some things in life we should not attempt to do ourselves, right? I mean, some things you absolutely need a professional's help, like Corey and Kaylee sure could have used that with, with their house hunting there. But uh, you're, you're here on a great day. Every Sunday is a great day. Today we kick off a new study called Do It Yourself, DIY. And this is no way a recommendation, first of all, on doing your Christian life on your own. God's not called us to be Lone Ranger believers. Amen to that. We need each other in community, so we're going to kind of label this DIY together. That means we do this together. But, it, you know, I believe that makes sense. Some of you are like, that, that doesn't even really go together. But kind of here's what I, what I mean. I want you to grab a hold of this this morning because literally think about it. We, we gather like this on Sunday mornings about 52 times a year. Now, Keep in mind, that's if you have perfect attendance on Sunday mornings. And I know I'm just going to go ahead and, and admit it, I don't. I mean, I love you guys. I love being together every Sunday that, that we're together. But every once in a while, I like to take a vacation, right? Who in here likes to go and, and get away for a little while and kind of rest and recuperate and, you know, kind of get some downtime? So, so we all kind of have that. Every once in a while, I, I'm not feeling too good, you know, which is very rare in my, my situation. I'm thankful for that. But every, everybody, every once in a while has a sick day, right? So if you kind of take that 52 times a year, we gather like this on Sunday mornings at, at 10 o'clock and you reduce those vacation times and sick times, then maybe you're down to about 48, which is pretty good. That, that, that's a good number. So then you, you add that in, there is about 50% of our congregation that, that are already a part of connect groups, which is great because connect groups are, are very, very helpful, healthy, lively. We do life in, in circles, not rows. And, and we believe in coming together during the week at some point in time and, and studying the word together, praying together, encouraging each other, rallying around each other when we go through a crisis, whatever the case may be. So if you're a part of the 50%, maybe 60% of this church family that is involved in a connect group, then guess what? That may be another 52 times a week you gather together with your church family on a smaller scale. But how many of you know there are those vacations, there are those sick days, there are those times when the Connect group as a whole just says, you know what, we're just not going to meet this week. A lot of things are going on, some specials happening here or there, so we're going to take a week off and, and, and take a little break. And so maybe reduce that number down to about 48, maybe 45, I don't know. So you've got, what, about 100 times a year that you gather together in this capacity in this type of situation as as a body of believers out of how many days in a year 365 days a year except if it's a leap year and then you do what you add one to that year so every once in a while which i think it's every seven years or so you get that extra day so but the bottom line is maybe 100 times out of the whole year 365 days in the year you get to come together like this as a family as a body of believers and and help each other what about the other 260 some odd days 
when you don't, then you're usually doing life on your own, right? In a, in a sense, I know some of you are married, so you're, you're with a spouse and so forth, but, but we need to really understand how we can do the things we need to do as the people of God, kind of ourselves. We need to, as Paul talked about, put the bottle away. You need to grow up from your infancy and you need to become a mature, strong believer who used to have to be taught everything, but now you're at a point where you can teach others because you have grown in your own life. And I'm going to tell you something, that, that kind of growth doesn't just happen gathering together with your church family about a hundred times a year. That kind of growth means you have to go to your bedroom Bible college and get down to business with God on your own. Now, some of you aren't the do-it-yourself type. I, I understand that. I, you know, I, I used to struggle with that because I grew up, my dad never worked on cars. My dad never fixed anything. He didn't build stuff. He didn't have that kind of hands-on mentality. He just watched TV. So I learned to watch TV pretty good. And I'm doggone good at that. I could run a remote like you've never seen. I could be watching multiple programs at the same time and flip back and forth during commercials to check this out, check that out, go back and forth. Now you can pull your phone up, watch a ball game on that, watch the golf match on TV. I mean, it's, it's limitless. I, that's the kind of stuff I'm pretty good at. And so when he was doing that, I was either watching TV with him or out playing ball with my buddies. I, I, I learned how to play, play sports really well. Enjoyed that. But when it came to tearing something apart and putting it back together. I, that wasn't my, I wasn't going to mess with it. So you have to have somewhat of some essentials to be a, a DIYer, as they say. And I just want to quickly, as we, we jump into this, give you a few things that we're going to kind of remind you of of the coming weeks as we run through this study. Uh, five different things I wanted just to, to encourage you with. First of all, for our purposes, we again are encouraging everyone to DIY together. So you might want to write that down if you haven't already grabbed your out, outlines. Get that out. Write down. Take notes. Don't forget this stuff. You, you, we are encouraging everyone to DIY together. Secondly, there has to be a desire to do these things. You've got to have a hunger inside of you, burning in your belly, burning in your spirit, saying, God, I want more of you. I want to grow in you. I want to be that, that disciple that you've called me to be. I don't want to miss out on anything. How many of you are like that in your life? You just don't want to miss out on anything, man. You're, you're always wanting to be involved. You're always wanting to get, get everything that, that's coming to you. So have a desire to, to, to launch out and do these things. And thirdly, you have to have some confidence and a spirit of adventure. And I know that's where a lot of people struggle. They have this mentality, well, I can't, I never could, I never have, I, I just don't know how, and on and on and on. Guess what? Look at me right now, all across this room, and those of you that are watching via live stream and going to watch this later on, get yourself out of your comfort zone, right? Get up and say, you know what? I haven't done those things before, but it's a new day. It's a new season. And I believe that with God, all things are possible. And I'm going to grab a hold of the promises of God. And I'm going to get some adventurous spirit inside of me. And I'm going to rise up. And I'm going to take those steps towards growth and maturity. So, so that's number three. Number four, don't be afraid to do this. Now, drum roll, please, because here it comes. Are you ready to grab this? Don't be afraid to mess up. Nobody's perfect. Turn to your neighbor and say, sorry to break it to you. You're not quite perfect. I know it's going to be a letdown for some in this room, but, you know, they, they just need to hear that. You're going to mess up sometimes. You're going, to, you're going to blow it sometimes. But guess what? Fall forward when you fall down. 
Learn the lessons from it. Get back up and go again. Do not be afraid to mess up. If you're afraid, and I, with, with technical stuff, with phones, with computers and all that kind of stuff, I'm always been, I've always been the one that's like, I don't want to mess with anything because I'm going to tear this thing up big time and it's going to be really costly to fix it. You just got to know in your heart, hey, not always going to bat a thousand, but guess what? I'm going to take some swings. I'm not going to sit on the bench. I, I refuse to do that. And then number five, do not hesitate to ask for help. There are people that will help you. Today, with the miracles of technology, we have instant video tutorials on just about everything. One of the most popular mantras today is YouTube it, right? <laughs> When people are trying to figure something out, hey, I got an idea, YouTube it. There's somebody out there that has made a how-to video on doing this certain thing that I need to get done. That is a beautiful thing. So in this series, we are going to be your YouTube. Hello, <laughs> that's me and, and our team. You're going to hear from all four of us pastors together and, and separate and all through this month. We're going to be just mixing up. So I'm asking you, I'm encourage I'm challenging you to get ready to DIY together and right now my friend one of our partners one of our blessings at this church Mr. Joseph Montgomery is going to come and give you some stuff that God's put on his heart at this juncture let's give him a hand folks thank you thank you and like uh Pastor Robert said we're going to be doing this together um and part of this whole, the essentials, he added that we're going to grow together. And you, what's growing? Well, growing spiritually, growing physically. There's two types of growing, and I just gave them to you. We're going to talk about growing spiritually. What, how to do that, how to grow closer to Christ, I think is uh, number A, growing closer to Christ. Philippians 3, 8. It says, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. So are we gaining? Are we growing? Are we gain? Would you be considered that's, that's part of it? To gain something is to grow. To gain knowledge is to grow in it. Well, what happens when you're born? You guys can talk back to me. This is okay. What, what happens when you're born? You start to grow. You're a baby. You're popped out. Doctor slaps you on the butt. And then the process begins. You start to grow. Growing physically doesn't take anything. It's a natural process. You, you're going to do it regardless. Some grow taller than others. Some grow wider than others. It's just part of life. Growing spiritually takes an act of process. You cannot become a Christian. You can't take the salvation walk without taking an act. It's a process. You got, you got, to, you got to make a movement. So I can't sit here and just, I'm going to sit down real quick. I can't just sit down, come to church, and just sit here. And just sit here. Sunday after Sunday, how many Sundays he said maybe 50 times we come together? We just come and sit. You can't sit in church and expect to grow. It's just impossible. Unfortunately. So what are we going to do? How are we going to grow? Well, 
as you know, growing up in the physical, sometimes you get growing pains. Sometimes your, your bones start to ache when you're growing taller as a kid. Uh, right now, Sarah Faith has some molars coming in the back, and she's like, Daddy, my, my mouth is hurting. This is painful. I was like, it'll be okay. You're just growing. It's part of life. Pastor Robert said, don't be afraid to try things. Don't be afraid to have that adventurous spirit. Uh, I, when I was getting prepared for this, I was looking at things, and I was thinking, well, the disciples, they were walking with Jesus. How did they grow? And several times in the Bible, they were stretched as we are to be stretched as Christians, as we are to step out and, and try different things. But they had a process. They, they tried something. God rebuked them. He taught them, and they were okay. So it's okay to try things and to fail. It's part of life. We have to, I mean, riding a bicycle, you're going to fall. You're going to skin your knees up. It's okay. What did you learn? Keep pedaling. Just don't sit there until you get comfortable enough to coast. Um, stay in your word regularly is another way we can grow. Open your Bible up. Like you said, technology. We got Bibles. We got apps. We have places to listen to the word. We have whatever you have is at the palm of your hand. The word is there. Unlike the early church where they had to go and and hide and, and go underground and look and have Bible studies. We have it at the palm of our hand, so there is no reason that we can't get in the Word, learn the Word, seek out what God says. He teaches us all throughout the Scriptures that if you go in the Word, you'll find the answers of life, what you're looking for. First uh, Peter 2, 2, it says, like a newborn baby's Crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. There's a point of time where milk is good. We all need milk. We're starting out. We hadn't cut our teeth yet. So we need the word of God. We need someone to give us the, the, the milk as we call it. But there's a point of time where you're going to have to grow up and you're going to have to, like you said before, take on Get the bottle out of your mouth and take on the spiritual meat that God has for us. How can we do it again? We can grow. We can worship. Prayer and worship is another part of growing. Prayer and worship. I love to worship. I absolutely, I love to go to God. One of my best times to worship God is in the morning. Who has kids that you have to get them off to school? It is a battle at my house to get my kids, to get them up and to get them off to school. And once I drop the last one off, that's when I just kind of just relax a little bit, turn my worship music on. I go to God in prayer and just it, things happen when we are able to go to God and worship and, and to worship and praise him for even the small things he's doing for us. The fact that he woke us up, the fact that, hey, thank you, God, that I've got a job to go to. Thank you, I've got a vehicle to drive. Thank you that I've got clothes on my back. It's the small things that we forget and we neglect to thank God for. And if we can 
get into that, that prayer. And, uh, and David said in Psalms 59, 6, Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before our Lord, our Maker. It's our purpose. Once we realize it's our purpose to worship God, and once I realize to go in God in prayer, it helps us grow. We're starting to mature as Christians. We're starting to walk a little bit stronger. We're starting to feel a little bit better about ourselves that we can go to another somebody at work and we can witness to them. We can pray for our neighbor, whatever it may be. But as long as you're growing, get in the church. He said, again, it's, it's amazing that 52 weeks, that's all we got It's 52 weeks. 52 weeks. And for whatever reason, part of that 52 weeks, we're not here. Life. Call it life. Call it whatever you want to. But Hebrews 10.25 said, not giving up the meeting together as some, of, as some are in habit of doing. We get in the habit of sometimes saying, well, you know what? I had a bad Saturday. I'm just going to stay home today. I'm just going to stay home. Uh, football's coming. I'm just going to stay home today. Golf tournament's coming on. It's coming on early. I'm going to stay home today. Whatever it may be, life, life happens. But we have to put that to the back. And as Jesus said when he was on, on the mountain, get back, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. He told, he told his disciples at one point in time, look, get behind me because what you're saying is not lining up with what I'm doing. So you've got to get in the word. You've got to prayer, worship. You've got to be a part of a church. Be, be a part of a connect group. These connect groups here at Connections, they're awesome. There's something for everyone. If you're, look, I've been here for a little over a year. If you're not in a connect group, you've got to get involved in one. Uh, it's almost essential. Uh, it helps you out with that daily walk. It helps you out with that week to week. You get filled up on Sunday, and what happens? You go to work Monday. Monday hits. Life is Monday. You're backed up. You don't know your, your boss is in your ear, your coworkers, you're fighting. You got paperwork lined up. Whatever it is, life happens. And you've got to have that connection to get back in and just decompress. And just go with like Christians and, and just be like, I just need a refuel. I mean, it's already Monday. I just need somebody to just pour into me. In the short, spiritual growth takes action. Stay in your word. Get connected. Stay in church. And this, what we call way of life, this DIY that we're doing together, it will be easier. Don't be afraid to be stretched. Don't be afraid to grow a little bit. Don't be afraid to mess up. The disciples messed up all the time. Uh, Proverbs fifteen thirty one says, basically, whoever needs correction, let them get corrected. You gain understanding when you get corrected. And when you gain understanding, again, back in Philippians, you gain knowledge. When you gain, you grow. How many knows when you gain weight, you grow? I mean, just come on. I, I, I want you to understand how, put this practically. 
if you gain understanding in the word, and if you've been fed by the word, you're going to gain weight, spiritual weight, so that you can go out and fight whatever battles that you have to fight. You can pray for whatever prayer that you need. You can get your family together, get in the word, you grow, it makes you stronger. You can then pick someone else up and, hey, I've been where you're at. I've been there. I've been there. I know what you're going through. Sometimes you have to grow through stuff just so God can show you stuff. Because if, if you never go through anything, what kind of testimony is that? You're just riding, just riding down the road. I mean, You've got to go through stuff. It's part of the, the way of life. It's part of the God's plan. Struggles, they teach you things. You gain understanding. That way you don't do it again. That way you can share it to someone else. So let's do this DIY together. And Pastor Robert's going to come back up and finish the rest of it. That's how you can grow in Christ and through Christ. Absolutely. And thank you, Joseph, for uh, walking us through some ways we can grow closer to Christ because that's what it's all about as we harp on all the time around here uh, it's it's relationship that that's what it is that's what this whole Christianity thing is all about it's about Jesus coming to live in relationship with us that was broken in the garden when Adam and Eve made that mistake sinned and fell short of God's glory and the relationship was broken Jesus is the restorer of relationship and so whenever we enter, enter into that decision of yes I have decided to follow Jesus no turning back here's what our number one goal should be I want want to be as close to Christ as Paul said as I possibly can be. I want to know him in the fullness of his glory. I want to know him in the fullness of his power. I just want to know him. And the way that we do that as Joseph walked us through is by spending time with him in prayer and the word and just hanging out, just loving on him, just that acknowledgement that he is with me always. Can you say that with me? He is with me always. He said in his word, I will never, what? Leave you or what? Forsake you. I know we've all been left. We've all been forsaken by somebody, even if it was just a little buddy that we ran around with and, and called a friend in, in, in kindergarten, and they said, hey, I like Johnny better. The heck with you. I'm going over here and hanging out with Johnny. We've been left at some point in time, but Jesus is that friend that sticks closer than a brother, and the way that we grow is by knowing him more each day a little bit better. Does that make sense to you? Because it does to me. And I'm telling you what, when we lay that foundation of growing in him, and it's not about going and giving him our wish list every day and saying, hey, would you take care of these things for me? All right, see you again tomorrow. It's just about being there with him. Man, I love my kids, but I love it when they just want to come and, and be in my lap and just spend time with me. I love it when they say, Dad, can we watch this movie together? And, you know, it's kind of odd at 28 years old if they come and sit in my lap, but that's okay. I'm just kidding. No. But, but Devin, when he's 10 years old, man, he just comes and says, Dad, will you watch this movie? Will you watch, what is it again, um, the Lego movie? Man, how many of you have seen that? I mean, that's pretty good stuff there. I thought when he said Lego movie, I was thinking, really? They made a movie about Legos? It's got to be the most boring thing in the history of the universe, but it's actually hilarious. But anyway, I just love when they want to spend time with me because a lot of the times they're coming and saying, Dad, can I have 50 cents? Dad, can I go play with my buddy? Dad, will you go buy me this new toy? Dad, this, that, that. But it's just amazing when they just say, Dad, can I hang out with you? Can we watch this? Can we spend time together? And really, when you boil it down, that's what it's all about, growing in Jesus is just being with him, wanting him more than anything else that, that this earth has to offer. 
And then so from that, we, we springboard to, to a place of wanting to grow in Christ. I want to be what you want me to be, what you've created in me to be. I want to I grab all of that. It's growing in the knowledge and wisdom and, and understanding of who he is and who he created us to be. And the big truth about this section is that Christians are empowered and expected to be growing in and going in Christ-like character. We've got to first know Jesus, having turned from our sins and, and having put away Everything that, that the old life had to offer and totally trust in what he has done for us. He finds us right where we are. But listen, church, he doesn't leave us there. He loves us too much for that. So it's time to grow in Christ-like character. I want to be that new creation in and through Christ Jesus that I'm supposed to be. Look at me, church. When people see me now, when they see you now, if you are truly a Christ follower, you are supposed to be dramatically different than you used to be, and so am I. And, and it's from the inside out. It's not this show that we put on on the exterior. No, that Christ in us, the hope of glory, is transforming us. He's renewing our mind. He's changing our heart. He's totally renovating everything about who we used to be into something brand new and beautiful. And that's the, the beautiful part of it. He says, I will do this for anyone who will come and allow me to. So the next step in growing in Christ is making daily decisions to develop spiritual disciplines. And how, how in the world can we grow in Christ-like character, you might ask. And I, I appreciate you asking. That's a great question because I have a few answers here. I want us to focus on, on what Peter wrote in, in, in his, his, his second epistle, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. And listen as I read this. If you have your Bible, you can turn there and follow along. And then we're going to go back to 2 Peter uh, 1, 5 through 7. He says, his divine power, talking of God, has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of God who has called us by his own glory and goodness. By these, he has given us very great and precious promises, his word, so that through them we may share in the divine nature. Just write that word nature down somewhere. Nature is powerful. That it's not some game we play. It's not some... some play we're putting on we're not playing a part that what happens is his nature becomes our nature we are sharing as, as as peter wrote these words in the divine nature escaping the corruption that is in this world because of evil desire for this very reason verse 5 says make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness goodness with knowledge in other words god empowers and expects us to live different than our christless culture around us does and here's how that happens and what that looks like as we continue in verse 5 for this very reason make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness goodness with knowledge and verse 6 knowledge with self-control self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. Listen, if you didn't notice, each characteristic in this passage is perfectly demonstrated by Jesus himself. Consequently, followers of Christ are to make every effort to supplement our faith. That is, to give our best to grow in these Christ-like characteristics in our lives. You say, Pastor, that's a tall order. I mean, because to be honest with you, I got some people I, I don't like. And to be even more honest with you, I got some people I'm borderline hating. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it goes even more than just a dislike. It, it's almost a hatred. So, so that kind of makes it tough to be kind and, and, and good-hearted and all that. I mean, all these things, really? 
And to be honest with you, sometimes I just don't want to be around people. Sometimes, I, you know, so on and on and on. You may have your stuff inside of you. And, and, and to be truthful, you probably do because we all got some stuff that we battle, right? You might have something called jealousy where you see so-and-so, you know, achieving this and getting to do that. And maybe they have these gifts and you would like them. And so something rises up inside of you and says, man, I always wanted that. Why don't I get it? Why? And you just kind of fixate on it. So you might be dealing with that kind of stuff in your heart. I don't know what your stuff is, but I know that the stuff of the world that, that fights to have place in our lives and dominance in our lives goes totally contrary to the nature, the divine nature that we are sharing. And so you say, well, pastor, it really seems like it's almost impossible for us to, to, to pull this off, to, to, to grow in these areas, to, to become good and, and godly and, 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 and holy and, and, and loving and, and, and faithful and and, and persevering and, and all these things just I don't know if I can handle it and you're right you're right in that assessment you're like man this is getting kind of weird I mean first you tell us shoot for the stars then you tell us what those stars are you tell us we got some struggles that's gonna make it tough to hit those stars and then all of a sudden poop you put the, you put the pin in the balloon and say we can't do it what kind of church is this I mean, it's supposed to be funny. You can laugh. It's okay. Because I got some good news for you. The news is we can't do it in and of ourselves, but by the power, look at me, of God's, look at me, holy, look at me, spirit. The spirit of the living God dwelling richly in me. That same spirit I've referred to a thousand times in my ministry. And as long as the Lord tarries, I'm going to refer to it a thousand more. That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead that we sang about over and over again this morning in our anthems of worship dwells in me. And if that spirit of the living God dwells in me, then guess what? I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. The power of the Holy Spirit living large and big and huge in my life can do more in a millisecond than I can do in a lifetime on my own. Does that make sense now? So what happens is hope springs to life in us. And when we hear that we've got to get through anything and everything that the devil and hell itself is going to throw at us, what happens is we begin to rise up knowing that it's not us, but it's Christ in us who is more than able to come against and defeat anything this world's going to throw at us. Greater is he that is in me than he, little H-E, that is in this world coming against me, is what my Bible tells me. You ever seen it in yours? If you crack it open, you study it, you read it, you're going to find it. And what happens is you're going to grow. Because when the devil comes around wanting to mess with you this week, guess what? You're going to know that the promises are sure and true and yes and amen, that greater is he, Jesus Christ in you, the power of the Holy Spirit in you, than he that's in this world. And whoa, growth is going to take place because you're going to rise up. You're going to look him eyeball to eyeball and say, get thee behind me like Pastor Joseph just shared with us a moment ago. You have no authority in my life. You have no place here. And everything you're trying to tell me right now is a lie because you are the father of lies. You don't know the truth. I'm telling you, church, that's how we grow. We make every effort 
to be full of God's Holy Spirit overflowing in our lives so that we can grow in Christ. Listen, the behavior of the believer is to be of the highest standard. You understand what I'm saying? It's moral excellence. It's purity. Can, can, you, can you jot that down? That's what God's called me to. Purity. Moral excellence. Well, but pastor, you don't understand. The, you know, the, the, the world's changed today. Man, come on. You got to get with the times. It's kind of a more loose atmosphere. These are not really rules anymore. It's kind of just kind of, you know, whatever, whatever feels good, do it, bro. Come on. You can go with the flow, right? Eh. Nope. Because no matter what's going on in the world, the standard never changes. If you got your Bible, can you just hold it up and say the standard never changes? If it's on your cell phone, just hold it up and say the standard never changes. Hold it up and say, God doesn't change his mind. I'm not changing mine. I hear my little preacher back there. Thank you, sweetie. Come on with it. She got life in her. She knows what we're talking about today. God hasn't changed his mind. And guess what? I'm not changing mine either. It's a moral excellence, a purity. Then we've got to add knowledge to our goodness. God wants us to grow. He wants us to grow to know why we believe what we believe. We've got to read and learn, as Pastor Joseph said, the scriptures. And, and, and we've got to hear others break it down and teach it to us. And we've got to always be learning. Isn't that a great concept? Always be learning because when we are always learning, we are always growing. And I'm not talking about self-help stuff and I'm not talking about how to build a bookshelf and all that kind of stuff, which is great. And I don't knock it. I'm not saying it. But we're talking about always be learning in Christ. Always be learning from his word. Always be growing in him and through him and, and gaining that understanding, that wisdom and that knowledge. Let the Holy Spirit, one of the aspects, one of the gifts and one of the parts of the Holy Spirit's attributes is that he is our teacher. He is our tutor. He breaks it down. Some of you are a long ways from where you used to be when you first started your journey in Christ. And the reason why is because it's Bible that you picked up. It looks so foreign. You're like, I don't understand how this doesn't even make sense. All of a sudden, you put yourself through the process of growth 101. And you say, God, I want to know you in the fullness of your glory. And you begin to press in and study and, and dig deep and, and go for it and, and be at church and hear pastors break the word down and allow the Holy Spirit to open up the eyes of your understanding understanding where you all of a sudden had these light bulbs popping and, and going off of your head and you said yes 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 I got it now I've got it now I understand what it means to put others ahead of me I understand what Jesus said the first shall be last and the last shall be first I understand it, it makes sense now it's all coming together why? Because I've allowed the Spirit of God to teach me what His Word, His truth, and His principles are really all about. And man, I'm growing. I'm seeing this thing really become real in my life. And folks, I'm going to tell you something. If it's not real, if this is not something that is ingrained in you, that is again, going back to what we shared a moment ago, a part of that divine nature that's being put into your life and the old nature is being done away with then you're just playing around with church. You haven't really gotten it yet. We also must allow self-control and endurance. Self-control and endurance. Man, we live in a world that lacks both. Some of you may be questioning why these crazy 
kids ministry people at Connections Church doing a mud run for our kids today. Well, it's not that the laundry detergent people came and made us this great offer that if we would do this, they would, they would give us a big donation. That's not it. We didn't turn that away. It's helpful, but that's not the main. No. The reason why is because you know what their lesson is on today, this month? Perseverance. Not giving up, not quitting, not throwing in the towel. No, it's about going for it and not stopping. Because if you're going to be the Christ follower that finishes the race and hears Jesus himself say, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter into heaven today, then guess what? Perseverance, self-control, endurance, these are attributes that are absolutely essential. If you're a quitter, quit quitting, amen? That'll preach right there. That, let that be your last quit. That you're going to stop quitting. You're going to pick yourself up and you're going to surrender fully to God's spirit and power and say, Lord, with your help, I am not going to quit. I'm going to finish this race and not just barely cross the finish line, crawling on my hands and knees. I'm going to run through the tape and break it strong. I'm not giving up. I'm going to endure and finish and hear you say that. Listen, the more we respond to things with self-control, the more endurance is developed in our lives. You ever thought of it that way? Now, now just, just a second here. I had to hike my britches up, my dad used to say. Okay, so you just right, tap your neighbor, make sure they're awake. There's going to be that thing in your life that hits you today, Wednesday, Friday, I don't know, where you really struggle with self-control. It may not even be a, a sin, quote-unquote. It, it may be. But it's that thing that's not helping you, possibly, in, in that category. I don't know. But it's an area where you have said, I just, I can't. I, I, I battled one of those years ago, years, I mean, it, it, was, it was diet and exercise. It was getting myself under control and, and, and doing better physically. And, and I was at the point where I was making a milkshake every single night <laughs> with Tony's chocolate ice cream. Anybody ever had Tony's ice cream? You know what I'm talking about. And I wouldn't make just a, a little small cup. I'd find the biggest cup I could find in the pantry, one of those big jumbo cups. Scoop out a, about a half a carton of ice cream, pour milk on it, mix it up. And then, of course, you got to scoop a, cover, a couple other scoops of ice cream on top of that, right? No lid, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Go to Tony's. You don't get the lid because they don't give you as much ice cream, man. You, you leave that lid off and they, they put it out the top. They used to. Now they're getting kind of, so they you know, kind of just give you a little bit. I, that's, that's a whole other story for another day. But every night I was going to my kitchen after getting the kids in bed, settling in, and it was like 11 o'clock. When the news was coming on and eating a big old chocolate milkshake, brushing my teeth, going to bed. How many of you, that is not a good practice to be in if you want to, you know, stay somewhat in shape. And I got to a point where I was miserable because I was out of control with that. And the Lord even was just kind of nudging me. You know how you do, do sometimes? Yeah, you big fancy preacher, you get up there and preach about this, that, and the other, but you never mention gluttony, do you? 
God, come on, I'm doing what I can. It's funny how preachers are good at that. Us preachers are good at that, aren't we? But I finally said, Lord, I'm going to lay it on the altar. I'm going to give this to you, and I'm going to stand in your power. And I'm going to have you come and do what I can't do myself. And man, I I stopped buying ice cream. Mm. You talk about revival broke out. (laughs) Because I'm telling you, I love me some ice cream. Stop buying ice cream. I stopped eating late at night. I stopped eating carbs. I stopped eating white potatoes, which are full of carbs, and I love them, and French fries, and and I started eating meat and salad, meat and salad. How many of you don't want to know I just was seeing it in my sleep at night because that was all I was eating? I started walking because I couldn't run. I'd take 10 steps running. I'd like, (sighs) I'm going to pass out. But I kept praying, God, help me. God, help me. Give me the strength. Give me the self-control. Give me the perseverance and the endurance. Now, I'm just going to tell you the truth. There's about three different nights during that year-long time that I went in the pantry, and I found some potato chips. And I slipped back just a little. And maybe a candy bar, too, here or there. I just, just... Moderation, right? Just a little. But in a year's time, I lost 40 pounds. Sir Edmund Hillary and his guide were the first humans to successfully ascend Mount Everest. They climbed to the peak. He had failed to reach the summit on his previous attempt a year before, and he addressed the mountain in the presence of the crowd that had gathered. And this is what he said, and some of you, I believe, need to, to speak this out to, to your mountain today and, and this week. He said, Mount Everest, you beat me the first time, but I'm telling you, I will beat you the next time because you've grown all you're going to grow, but I'm still growing. Man, you got to love that kind of heart. And one year later, he proved himself larger than the mountain and became the first human to climb that high peak, Mount Everest. I don't know what your Mount Everest might be today that seems to loom large and keep you stuck in a place of non-growth in Christ. I mean, and you want to you measure where you're at with Jesus? You just kind of take a look back a month ago, six months ago, a year ago, where you were with him. Are you kind of still in that same place? Have you been kind of stuck in a rut, as we used to say, and, and haven't progressed forward, haven't moved, haven't gained, haven't grown? Church, Jesus didn't save us so we could stay stuck. He called us to grow into strong men and women of God. I'm talking about people that are going to storm the gates of hell and take back what the enemy has tried to steal from us. He's going he's to raise us up to be strong warriors of God that are going to go and pillage hell so that we can, we can populate heaven. People who are going to go and say, you know what? Greater is he that's in me, so I fear nothing that this world can throw at me. 
That's the kind of growth we're talking about, the kind of growth where you can gather a group of people together and say, hey, let's sit down and talk about the word for just a little bit. Tell me what God's doing in your life, how he's speaking to you. And I want to share some things the Lord's laid on my heart. I was in, in Isaiah chapter 12 the other day, and God showed me this. And I just, I just want to give this nugget to you, and I want to pass it on. I want to, I want to have it impact you like it did me, hopefully. So if we can look back a year ago, six months ago, a month ago, and not see progression in our lives as men and women of God who have grown and matured. I'm not talking about playing games and getting all hyped up and excited. I love that too. I love being spirited about my allegiance to Christ just like I am about the, the sports teams that I follow. I get into the game, man. I, I make some noise, but I love Jesus even more. And I love to do that, but I'm also talking about getting down to the nitty gritty and doing the tough things that cause growth. I'm going to tell you something. You want to grow and develop muscle? You got to hit the gym, baby. You got to grab those weights, and it's not fun at times. Some of you love it. It is fun. But I'm telling you, you're in the press, and you're, you're pushing yourself, and, and that, that muscle is ripping and tearing because it's growing, and it's pushing the bad stuff away. And it's generating new good stuff inside of you. And that's the same thing in growth in God. You just got to get out and do the work. But I'm going to tell you something. And I promise you this. Look at me all across this room and outside of this room. I promise you this. The more you do the work, the more you're going to fall in love with it. The more you get down to business with God and get serious about your, your Christ walk, then the, you're just going to fall in love with it. You're going to get to the point it just becomes addictive to you. You can't get enough, man. When you wake up, you're thinking, Jesus, man, I, I just love you. And, and I'm so thankful for who you are in my life. And I, as I do every morning, I peek out the window and look at the sun that's come up over the horizon. I say, thank you, God, for another day. Grow me today. Let me be who you've called me to be. Create in me the heart that you have, God. I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you. I want to know you, and I want to be with you, God. I'm going to tell you something. It's going to get all over you. Look at me, and that's my prayer. That's the, the pastoral team here. That's our heart. That's the leadership team that it'll get all over you, get all in you, get, get all over you, and then just spill out to everybody else that you come in contact with. Growing in Christ. And then lastly, I want you to close your eyes as I share with you this last brief section of growing through Christ. And it's found in Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 22. Here's how we're going to see the fruit of that growth in our lives. Funny enough, it's where Paul lists out the fruit of the Spirit, which is singular and not plural. So all these are to be together as a byproduct of the Holy Spirit dwelling richly in us and through us and producing this fruit because we can't produce it ourselves. But with your eyes closed, just listen to this list that he spells out for us. Talks about those who practice such things will inherit the kingdom of God. This is the attribute. This is what the portrait of a disciple of Jesus truly looks like. He says, the fruit of the Spirit is love. It is joy. It is peace. It is long-suffering, which is, is basically patience. And boys, a number of us need help with that, I know. And it's also kindness. Kindness in, in the big and little ways. Kindness of when you're at a restaurant and Maybe your food doesn't come out as hot as you thought it should and, and you want to be a jerk and smart off to that, 
that server who's already put in 10 hours today and on her feet and maybe a single mom, but just because your temperature was a little off, you, you didn't show a whole lot of kindness because, you know, you, you're entitled. You know what I'm saying? It, it's also goodness. That's godliness, folks. That's what that is. It's just being godlike. It's saying, the goodness of God dwelling richly in me, I want to give to other people. I want to live that out. I want to be that good person, that, that godly person. It's also faithfulness. What about that? We could camp out there for hours, but I won't. But faithfulness, man, how faithful are we? Are we listening to the wrong voices? Are we following the wrong leads? I mean, how faithful are we to Christ, his church, his kingdom, everything he's called us to be about? To our families, to our friends, to our ministry areas, gentleness. Boy, there's something our nation needs desperately right now. The rise of violence. People getting angry at each other on the streets. Rage in the cars and vehicles, shootouts, everywhere you turn. We need gentleness. And boy, in his list again, self-control. We talked about how that happens by the power of the Holy Spirit leading our lives and living large in us. Against such, he writes, there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Holy Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. With your eyes closed right now, there's a lot of things we could call for prayer for right now at this moment, but there's really just one thing that I, I sense the Lord put on my heart in the last 30 seconds, and that is this. Whatever your particular situation may be, listening right now to the Word of God that Pastor Joseph shared, that, that I was able to share, here is the one question that I feel like I'm to ask right now. Is there any area in your walk with God in which you need to grow and mature in. Any, any at all, any areas of growth that you have right now in your own particular heart and life. If so, would you just stand up? I don't, I don't even want you to raise your hand. I just want you to stand up and say, Pastor, I sense the Holy Spirit knocking strong at my door that there are some areas, there's an area, whatever it may be, that I... I am struggling in, in my life. And as you stand all across this room, as God continues to deal with your heart, I want to ask Pastor Joseph to come back. And I want him to stand right here beside me. And I want to ask Terry, if he's in the room, and Scott, they may still be out with the kids. But if not, I want Joseph to, to come and stand beside me. And I want all of you that are standing right now I just want you to make a move. I want you to take that step. I want you to be adventurous. I want you to say, you know what? I'm going to respond in this way to begin this process of growth in the area of my life that needs to happen by taking a step and moving up front where Robert and Joseph are right now. Because I'm telling you, I'm standing here 
in need of some growth in my life too. And if we're all honest, we all got a little little bit of room or a lot of room for God to grow some things in us, in our own hearts and lives. So I'm going to ask if Joseph will pray over all of us. As you Come in tight. Let's, let's be family. It's DIY together. Let's, let's gather together. Go shoulder to shoulder if you want to put your arm around somebody, if you want to grab somebody's hand. Let's, let's be family. That's what great testimonies the last several weeks of people just expressing what God has done in their time here at Connections in becoming family, more than just a church, a place to attend. So let's be family this morning as we invite the Lord to come and bring His growth in our lives. Dear God, as we start to just open our hearts and allow you to work on us, God, as we begin to, to break down the, the walls and the doors that we've put up and we allow the, your spirit to come in and start to, to grow us from the inside out, God, as we, as we start to realize that we cannot do it on our own. No matter how tough that we are, no matter how strong will that we seem to be we cannot do this walk on our own god that we need your might we need your power we need your your anointing that the holy spirit to come in and to grow us lord and we pray that right now over the folks that are here right now god that your presence would fall down right now even as we're gathered here would come in and start that movement start that growth period start that uh, we pray god that we'll take all the bad habits all the things of the world that may be entangling us and have a, a growth stunt, God, that, that is clouding our hearts and clouding our minds right now, that you would do away with those things and that you will come in and allow us to open up our hearts and our minds and that you would do a work that only you can do through the Holy Spirit. I pray that prayer over everyone. I pray that prayer over my life, God. That there's areas in my life that I need you to come in and and do a work and help me grow in, Lord. And I pray that that everyone will realize and that they will be obedient to you, God. Obedience is, is a key thing in this walk with you. No matter what you say, no matter what you want of us, we have to obey obedience is key God and and I pray that we get that and we wrap our minds around that Lord and we thank you Lord for just we just thank you for who you are God we cannot do that enough Lord we cannot begin to to thank you for the things that you've done that the things that you set in our path that we didn't even know it was you but you did it for a reason we thank you for this time that we have right now Lord I pray protection over everyone, Lord, that while you're working, while you're working in their lives, that the enemy is going to come. But I pray that your spirit will clothe them and that they will be strong enough to say, not today, devil. Get behind me, Satan. I see where I need to go. I'm going to go where the Lord has me to go. And you and none of your adversaries are going to stop me. And I thank you, God. I thank you for the anointing. I thank you for your power. I thank you for your might. And I thank you for our growth session. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. Would you just worship with us this morning as we, we declare God's goodness one more time in song and finish our time together after that? Would you just extend your hands, your hearts, everybody that can, just stand to your feet and let's sing it out to him this morning, church. He is worthy of all of our praise. Thank you for tuning into this week's message. For more information about Connections Church, you can go to connectionschurch.church or follow us on Facebook and Instagram.